Blog Talk Radio. As I lay me down to sleep, I hear her speak to me. Hello, Mari. How you doing? I think the storm ran out of rain, the clouds are moving. I know you're happy, cause I can see it. So tell the voice inside your head to believe it. I talked to God about you, He said He sent you an angel. And look at all that He gave you. Yes, for one, and you got to. Mm-hmm. You know, I never left you. Every road that leads to heaven's right inside you So I can say Hello, my only one Just like the morning sun You keep on rising till the sky knows your name Hello, my only one Remember who you are No, you're not perfect, but you're not your mistakes Hey, 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 hey Even on your day Remember I'd say Hey, hey, one day You'll be the man You always knew you could be And if you knew How proud I was You'd never shed a tear Have a fear No, you wouldn't do that And no, I didn't Pick the day to turn the page I know it's not the end Every time I see her face And I hear you say Hello, my only one Remember You got no brothers You got love in your hands And you're still my chosen one So can you understand One day you'll understand So hear me out, hear me out I won't go, I won't go No goodbyes, no goodbyes Just hello, just and when you cry, I will cry And when you smile, I will smile And next time when I look in your eyes We'll have wings and we'll fly Though my only one Just like the morning sun You'll keep on rising till the sky knows your name And you're still my chosen one Remember who you are No, you're not perfect, but you're not your mistakes
with an honest, open conversation. The Empire is exactly that place, and you can just weigh in, listen, or debate with others about topics ranging from childcare, sex, religion, and politics. We talk about the things that matter, the things we experience, and we make plans for how we can better live with change. Real talk, real people, real issues with real solutions. Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. Hello, hello, hello. It is the Empress, and tonight is Thursday. Uh, What is the month? Today is March, April. (laughs) <laughs> the ninth is just I can't keep up I know we're four months in But it's just been that kind of a year already Every time you turn around There's something new happening There's something new changing And tonight is no different And you know Life is like my computer right now It just wants to do its own thing It wants to update me to the newest uh, Newest I don't even know what it is Like the system just decides to get brand new on me and so I have to go searching for things that uh, where, where I know where they were. I know I know what it was, but uh, that that's not going to stop us. We're going to try to keep going through it. It did tell me it was going to be like a four-minute boot, which is usually what I do anyway with regard to my time on the beginning of the show. Of course, tonight we're going to be talking about family, the relationship of family, and how it differs from friends. We had a really good show last week about friends who they are and who they were not, and it brought up a lot of, uh, In I think I learned a lot, and I think some of the callers who called in on the show, too, had a lot of learning, um, you know, what we say and who we associate with us and who is around us says a lot about us, and um, to be able to separate one group from another isn't all the time necessary, I wouldn't say, but I think that if we don't know who's around us, we don't know their motives of why they're around us, uh, it could be a scary thing. It actually could be to detriment, and unfortunately, the world is just crazy. I've been saying the world is crazy for so long, but actually, I think I was a little bit preemptive in saying that before, but it is absolutely just, I, I can't understand, like, what's going on in the world at times now. It's just, Everybody's doing everything and anything. There's no rhyme or reason as to why. Um, there's no um, apology for why. Uh, it's like everybody's letting people live how they want to live. Yesterday I was going to do this show, but it was just filled with so much uh, change and so much um, 
extra. I felt like I was going to be out of place. I felt also like I may speak something that is not the truth of what I was tr- what I try to do. And so I decided, well, we're just going to wait. We're just going to wait a little bit, and we'll see um, how things are better, how things progress. And if things are better, then we'll try. Never got any better. As a matter of fact, yesterday was just exhaustive. Um, emotionally for I think the nation and but particularly for the African American community. That may not be true for you, but for me and for a lot of people, I think yesterday was just like ooh, extra hard. We of course had over the weekend an exposure of uh, a murder. I'm calling it a murder because that's exactly what it, what it is. A lot of people have seen it by now, the the shooting death in North Charleston, uh, South Carolina, where there was a shooting of a 50-year-old African-American man um, to his death over a traffic stop. And we're going to do a show actually about that on next week. You know, every day, um, or it seems like every hour, because it, it hasn't been that long. I think this actually happened on the weekend. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it may have happened earlier the evening of – it's so much that's happened and so much I've read. It may not have been the weekend. It may have been Monday. I'm not really sure, uh, but the video and everything that's happened, I mean, I got – I remember seeing the picture of uh, of the victim, uh, Walter Scott, uh, and I saw it, and – The picture used was so old, which is very usual with uh, the media and when an African-American dies. It seems as if, you know, they use the the worst picture they can find and the most that's suiting to possibly what the situation is being projected as. So I saw an old picture of him, and then the story unfolded, and I had to put these two stories together. I'm like, this is the same story. This is the same guy. And so that we can speak clearly. And so that we can speak in a way that is healing, I think it be it would be best that we just continue to not kind of press towards uh, moving this any faster with uh, conversation because there's stuff evolving all the time. Just today, there was a release of the actual footage from the police cruiser by the now uh, that we know officer. Uh, who shot and killed uh, Scott, Um, but whether or not that makes a change or not. I mean, some people were very, very uh, quiet about what they thought, what they felt like was uh, and what not. But I think that the tone of conversation has had to change because things are just not uh, exactly what people would love for it to be or how people have hidden behind what they think uh, is happening or just people's opinions are being blown out of the water with the truth, not just the truth, the video truth, the the spoken truth now. I mean, just uh, a, a couple hours ago I have forwarded to me through a really good friend. Um, another case in San Francisco there was like a wall, an actual chat area for police officials, different people of authority about how black people need to be hung, like how they just we just need to hang all the niggas is what it said. And I'm like, um, 
some things that you say, um, uh, even in jest, expose some of the truth of who you are, regardless of how cute you want to make it, you know, some things you just can't say because it's not a part of who you are. And I think as officials of the public and, and representatives of the public, which police, uh, fire, uh, medical, uh, all of those people, they like work for the, They work for us. You know, they work for the people and not just black people, but they work for the public. So if you can have a public regulated, appointed in some uh, instances where they are already targeting and saying some negative things toward the people that they serve, um, that's like the greatest level of poor customer service that you could ever ask for. And when it comes down to uh, life and death, it's an even graver issue and situation. So we're going to talk about it on, on next week. I think we scheduled it for Monday. On Sunday, we're going to talk about this marriage hoopla, and 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 I'm not anti-marriage. Before anybody said no, nobody burned and scorned me. No, I'm not at a point where I'm anti-marriage, but I'm anti-phony. I'm anti-people trying to sell you a dream. Met a beautiful couple who, for some reason, last night I went out to one of my little places because I was. Uh, without children and just wanted to relax. I knew if I came home, I would get uh, depressed for not having my little people with me and my puppy don't want to hug me too much. And so I said, I'm going to go out. went out with some friends from um, old job uh, at UAB Hospital where I was working and had a great time with uh, him and other people there. And it was just really fun. Like we had a good time and we had great discussion. And in doing that, it just opened up to me that people that are right under you, like right around in your circle, sometimes you're a lot easier with. You're a lot more able to, you know, kind of relax with and um, just be who you are with. And, it, you know, you don't have to have this long back and forth with them. You don't have to have this big involved history with them. It just is. It just works. And we were talking about family. We talked about everything. You know, I get down there and we just be talking. And we talked about marriage and we talked about the responsibility of marriage and what marriage is. And I saw this couple that I am friends with on Facebook. We have literally only been friends on Facebook up until last night because a lot of the places that we frequent um, individually we shared, and we just added each other on social circles. And um, some of the events that they go to, I go to. Some of the places that they function in, I do. Uh, so I saw them, and I was, like, overwhelmed at how easy and how beautiful and how real and how tangible their relationship is. I felt like I knew them. So, yeah, I went over, and I started talking to them like they was my family looking at me like she was actually so warm. She was beautiful. I mean, she was just like she was in the uh, photo. She was open-armed and welcoming. Uh, And you can tell, I can, when people are putting up a front. And so, and the same thing is true because before she even got there, I saw her husband, and I knew I knew him, but I couldn't put it together until I saw him with her. And 
I just had to tell them that I love the way that they love each other so so naturally, so unforced, so not extra, not trying to put on airs for anybody. But the truth is a lot of people, and I watch people, compete with that type of relationship. They compete with that type of uh, ambience, and it is either there or not. It's kind of like being pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not. You know, you may have some things that kind of make you think you are, but you either are or you're not. And, you know, at a certain point after about nine months, it ain't no baby. You wasn't pregnant if you don't, you know, go into labor. Same thing is true with relationships and marriage is the same way. So we're going to talk about that on Sunday. But on tonight, we are going to talk about um, family. And before we do that, I just want to go ahead and see if this board is going to work. So we will uh, play, hopefully, a song if I can find one because, you know, when I can't work off of my own uh, computer board, then I have to do the best that I can with the where I am. So let's see if it's going to work for us tonight. And, let's, and I'm going to tell you the truth. I have so um, enjoyed uh, just doing the show without a particular um, mass type of agenda because I think when you start to just focus on a certain thing, it becomes redundant and it becomes inauthentic, which is the purpose of the empire here. The conversations that I have and the, the speaking that we have is not like rehearsed and it's, and it's the best type of conversation and talk and it moves people from an inside place rather than just trying to preach to them, quote, unquote. You know, people got a problem with the church anyway. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping that this is going to uh, help you as much as it helps me. But And then before we go, one, one other thing. Um, there has been so much uh, positive that uh, has come from um, tragedy, unbelievably, you know, and it's weird how it works. I can I have always said, uh, ever since becoming a medical professional, I am a nurse and I work in the hospital for the very first ten years of my career and it's just weird how at the most grievous times and at the hardest times that some of the greatest lessons can occur. Uh in life and in death. Those periods of times bring people to a point of purity. I don't know why, and I think it's just you're just simplified down to whatever the happening is. If it's joy and happiness, say, in a birth, uh, particularly in a birth, all the other stuff really doesn't matter. Even though you know you're going to have to buy that $10, 12 $15 can of Infamil and they're going to drink like four cans a day, like you don't really even worry about it. You just think how blessed you are to have that. As the same token, I've had um, uh, extended family and and, um, friends and Facebook friends who are at losses, uh, one of which who who lost her mom, um, some who are celebrating the remembrance of birthdays that would have happened with one of my, uh, I call her a play sister, because she was just in um uh just as close as she could be uh with my actual sister and they loved each other that way so I, I, I included her in my family at that point and she lost her husband. I think we're going on three years uh due to suicide um three years ago and she's celebrating 
his remembrance on today and um, another friend that's actually in Canada, he is uh, fighting, you know, with his sister um, who's sick um, and he just is in a grievous place where he just can't seem to find any peace. But the, the, the jewels, and I know that some of it is just the faith and the hope that things can be better that helps them to say and see things that are good, it's still hard. And I do understand that, like, it's got to be. There's no way that it can't be hard when you have someone who's fighting cancer and who's miserable and not feeling well, or you have no one here because they're actually gone. And then you have others who are amongst you who haven't experienced it. And so um, it's hard to know if they, they, they do understand. But we're going to talk about family, the distinction between them, And I I learned a lot just in reading some of the information about family because some of what we're saying is family is absolutely not. Um, There's a big difference between the terms of who is and who is not, but we're going to learn that. See, I'm here so that we can all learn together. Like, I don't know it all, but I'm going to share with you what I know myself. And I'm going to try in this very moment to play a song befitting to try to get us back in that mood. How about that? Let's try
I can't get to my applause button, but you know I would clap for myself right now because I love that little song. The I think it's the I thought it was the Pointer Sisters. Uh oh, who who sang that song? And I was like, uh, that's the song I want. I want that song, and I didn't realize that I didn't know that song for real. Well, I don't know a lot of songs, but I know this that tonight we're going to talk about family, and if you want to call in and add to the conversation, you're totally welcome. We're here to be open, to allow you to say your truth, not to change your mind, just to open it a little bit to some other uh, train of thought. The call-in number is 646-478-5625, and if you can't get in on that number, of course, you can call in to our guest call number, which is 855-349-349. 0668. But tonight we're going to talk about family. And when I first decided to do this, my mind went all over the place about it. But I was actually listening to um, the song we played at the beginning, which was the song that is uh, entitled as a lullaby. Kanye West wrote that song in in combination with Paul McCartney um, to his baby as a lullaby, but he's actually singing to his mom, who is deceased. And, you know, if you know the story of Kanye West, Kanye uh, is a only child, pretty much uh, in the world by himself, not a relationship with his father, um, totally a mama's boy, I would say, but in the best of ways because they were like they were like friends. That was absolutely his family. And I think she was also uh, his friend. And she had been that his whole life, not at the pinnacle of his life, but his whole life. She was his life. And, um, uh, you know, him being in, 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 in schools, being what he would say as a, you know, hard head kid, his mom was always there. She was the constant that was there. She was the uh, equalizer of his life when things didn't go well. And when, of course, he came into fame, she was no different. I think, and this is just my opinion, um, which is what brought about the show um, and how we were going to fit it into the relationship show. When I thought about his loss and the gravity of what she was, she was not just his mother. Uh, She was his mom. She was his confidant. She was his friend. And... She was his family, his entire family. So when he lost her, he lost a lot. I think it's explanation as to why he's so out of the box because he really doesn't have a, a sounding place or a place of reference because it was just literally taken away from him. The way that it was taken away from him, of course, she came to complications after having some surgical procedures uh, um, several years ago. I'm not even sure how many years ago that it has been. Um, But the significance of her to his life, to his development as a a person, I think is an understatement uh, with – and people don't even try to remember that this guy went through a whole lot. He went through a whole lot losing everything. In, in one fell swoop, just everybody, everything, everybody, all in one fell swoop. So I think it was a very difficult thing to happen to anybody, but particularly uh, for him to have to, you know, live in that way and um, have, have her and then 
suddenly not have her. So I think that was hard. So it made me want to look up the word, of course. I had already, we had a great show, like I said, last week on friends. So we had already defined what friends were and how that they differed from family. And, of course, friends, friend and friendship is not a one-way street. It is an agreement. It's an evenly agreed-upon type of relationship. So it's an understanding of how we're going to function both, you know, both ways. Uh, you as well as the friend, uh, best friends is where those that happening is where those people are just elevated a lot more so where they have similar relationships but it's better than the others. But it is absolutely an agreement between the two and how a friend and relative is different because we also use the word relative when we speak about family. Totally two different things. A relative or the word relative and the context of relatives in family and in relationship is where there's a common association. It's in a, a happening or a situation or an environment where the relationship between the two people are significant, so it creates that uh, togetherness. So had it not been for your job, had it not been for you going to the same grocery store, had it not been for the gym or whatever other association or happening that brought you to that person or that continues to bring you to that person, you don't have really a friend. You have a, a, a relative. And when we say that, I think we mix up the term relative with family because family is actually defined as this. Uh, and in the context of human society, a family is noted as a group of people that's affiliated by either birth, marriage, or the kinship extensions from birth or marriage. Um, and so I had to read that again. Now, people who have common residence or share a consumptive of a good or service on a consistent basis, and this is not something I made up. This is something that is in the dictionaries of human society. Uh, it's in Wikipedia. I looked to see if there were different types of families, and just in generics, a family is where a group of people who are affiliated by birth, uh, a group of people who are um, uh that's okay. And, and, and listen, I, this is what I do to relax me. The show is not a necessity for everybody. But I want you to know that life is real and I need you to live it. I don't need anybody to do anything extra to try to be on the show or here. This should be an easy thing. It should just either work or not. It's one of the decisions I had to make last night. So I hear you, girl. Take care of your business. Um, but Again, family is about who you're linked to by marriage, by birth, or by coexistence or residence. <laughs> so you literally can consume enough groceries, enough space, enough economics, and uh, literal space um, and, and consider a certain group of people or persons, your family. Now, when we come into the specifics of family, whether it's single families, poor families, uh, in-laws and things like that, you have what is a further breakdown of definition. And really it's just dependent upon where you are in the world, who you are in the world, because some people consider 
family, whether it's uh, a, a single person of adult age with children, and that's a completed nuclear family to them. But by definition, you have a nuclear family when you have uh, 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 a, ma- a matriarch, patriarch, adults with siblings from that relationship, children of that mom and that dad. That's considered the nuclear family. Okay, now, uh, when the even if you remove the, the natural father, say in my situation, my family nuclearly now is called a uh, avuncular, A-V-U-N-C-U-L-A-R. It is where one of the custodial persons in the relationship now just has the sole duty of functioning as a family where there's one uh, mother and her children or one father and their children, you know, that sort of thing. Now, you also can have uh, blended families or extended families where the parents, say, for instance, I lived with my mother or my mother lived with me on a consistent basis. We all eaten up the resources. When you add an extension of 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 uh, adults in that situation, or you add uh, someone other than the immediate uh, a, a family member, if you have a child living with their grandparents, or you have uh, two uh, aunts living with their niece. That's what you call extended family, and that include, and it can go further and further down, but extended family is inclusive of grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, nephews, nieces, siblings-in-laws, and all that other kind of stuff. The interesting thing with me is that I never associated family past marriage. Um, not, no, that came out wrong. I never associated family as standing past a divorce on the in-law side. Uh, there have been, you know, conversations and debates on whether or not a family is still functionally considered family once there's been a divorcement and whether or not the in-laws are considered family or not. Actually, I have actually heard um, in interviews and things like that, you know, I watch all these crazy shows about, you know, people in relationships and things like that. And very often when there is a divorce, you will hear, say, of the in-laws saying that they still considered um, him family. I still considered her my daughter. I still consider, you know, those sorts of things because the the understanding is, is that we have to have this bound relationship of 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 agreement back and forth to be family. So when you divorce, I don't care what grounds it's under, when you divorce, um, that agreement to be friends negates the relationship and in turn negates the family. And what's, what's, what's weird is that family historically and metaphorically, you know, people call things family. You know, right now with everything that's going on in the community with regard to law enforcement and civilian safety, there are splits. 
communities of people. You have groups of people who can identify with the idea of being just in a in the black family or the black community or the nationhood or uh, of of the law enforcement. Actually, one of the things that stood out to me, it was in an article very uh, quickly after they made the determination uh, that they were going to be charging this officer with murder, um, there was a, a, a one of the senators of South Carolina who happens to be African-American, who also happens to be, I have the last name, Scott. His name is Tim Scott, which is kind of weird. Same spelling and everything, but he is not related at all to the victim. But he reached out to the people in Ferguson in order to get some headway about the discord that was occurring on a a governmental level and on a police uh, element. Um, There was some divisions that were absolutely apparent because under the badge of blue, they are all supposed to be family. And with this obvious racial tension, there had began to have they had began to have some issues with whether or not people were uh staying <laughs> staying in the family. Some people were actually feeling like they needed to jump ship. I'm very interested and I have friends who are in law enforcement, black officers that I'm close friends with. Not that I don't like white officers. I just don't have no close white men or women, female officers or whatever. I, I've asked them how they feel about it. And to be honest, they have spoken still in so just needing to wait on the outcome of everything. It was very similar to the way that the blues badged up with the badge with Mike Brown. It was very similar to when people uh, said that there was not an excessive force and not a responsiveness with the police officers who watched um, Eric Garner be uh, choked to death. You know, some of those things are related to this idea of being uh, dedicated and loyal to this group. And these people are not blood-related they have an affiliation with each other, and they have a common institution of, of, of respect to. So they actually are they're functioning as a community, but uh, actually speaking, not wanting to speak out against uh, family or any, any, anyone outside of that realm. Now, with that being said, when, when you look at the way there is difference between um, one family and the next. You know, I love my family. My family, I, I think I got the best one. You know, and I think everybody should feel that way. Um, I have no brothers. Um, I also feel like that I, I'm like our little family is just a, it's a lot of women in our family. So it's very, very um, feminized, if that's a word. Um, but there is a dynamic that is in our family that is very uh, there. Um, I, I didn't. I don't feel like that we're so unique versus other families, but I can only determine a certain idea of what family is through the experience that I've had. Now, with that being said, my mom had sisters, and she had one brother. Um, most of the family offspring were women. I had one aunt 
who had a son, but and no, a one one aunt that had a son on my mother's side, but several aunts on my father's side who had sons and daughters. But the exposure for me was mostly with my mother's side of the family. I absolutely still did get to interact, but not quite as deeply as I would love to, love to have in my earlier days. I do now with my father's side of the family, but we knew of each other, we experienced with each other, but there was a different level of interaction with regard. And I think that's just the truth of the mother's side of the family with most families. Anyway, but um, after being, you know, in a girl's world forever, being born into a girl's world, working in a girl's world, exposed to a girl's world. It, that was just it. Like a boy was like really foreign. Um, that might be why I'm man crazy now today because they're interesting. I love, you know, just learning the differences between us. And I do know that girls who were like non-family members and even some family members who had brothers, they're different. Like, they're just a different type of relationship. But the statuses of, 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 of families are different only because of the way that they identify who is family and who is not. Now, I say, I'm made a little funny with regard to family because some people are so you know, articulate about who their family is. That's my daddy's second cousin on his mama's side. And, you know, you know, they know all of the details and that sort of thing. And I've, ne- I've never, you know, it, it took me well into my 20s to understand <laughs> that my, my great aunt was my grandmother's sister. Like, they did not act like sisters. And also, she was so close to my mother, I, in my mind, knew she wasn't my mother's sister, but interacted like I interacted with my sister, so I was confused for a long time. Same is to say with some of my first cousins, again, mostly girls. All of us were around the same age. As a matter of fact, I'm one year older than my first cousin um, by one aunt, I'm 10 years younger, you know, 10 years exactly younger than um, another aunt, and then I think 21 years younger to another female cousin by my uh, uncle. So it, it's just it's kind of weird how how we associate with each other like that. I, I don't I don't they're all my cousins. Like and then. Some you know I don't even know who made these rules about trying to add numbers and stuff to them, but you you have to count them down. And I do understand like my second cousins are the offspring of let's see the aunts and uncles, but we were all raised together. So like my second cousin was like he was like a brother to me. I think Terry is my second cousin. If I'm not mistaken, he's my grandmother's sister's child, so that would make him my second cousin, but like, and then third is even further, like, it just gets too complicated to me to even start counting like that, but when it, I asked the question, and I asked several people on inbox just to see 
how they, you know, what whether or not they felt like, you know, you would count that far. I don't know if people still count like that. Uh, we got a couple people on block, but I have one phone number that it is showing. I'm going to go ahead and open up your line, and I hope that you're able and willing to talk with me tonight. Are you there? Can you hear me? 9928, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, I tell me am. about family for you. Tell me about family. Well, who who is family, family to you? Like, where does that start? It starts with the immediate family, then it extends to um, husband, in laws, and all of that. But it, it's it's different because my daughter is married. So they freak out. They think we're crazy. It's hard for me to hear you, I, and I'm not okay. going to tell you to leave your family, but <laughs> I can't. But really, yeah, I, you I can hear really them. Hear yeah. Responses. Yeah. But yeah, and, and we, that's your we, family. We're most we're more close knit, and then my my my, my, my daughter's in laws are not. So when we get together and do things, they're like, why are y'all doing that for this person? Or why, why are they, you don't have to do that. They don't understand our mm-hmm. close-knit-knit, if, if that makes sense. But yes. some people go out of their way for just mom and daddy, sister, brother, and that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. But um, we, mm-hmm. we we were an extended family, and if somebody needs something, whether it be sister or cousin, it's the, it's the same. But some families are not like that. They're not as close. They mm-hmm. have, I've seen families where mm-hmm. the aunts don't get along. They don't even speak. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have siblings? Okay, you have siblings? Do you have sisters and brothers? Girl, that's, that's a, that's a, you have, yeah, that's a soap opera because my father, he he, he was dead a year um, in March. And I met most of my siblings at his, at his criminal. So oh, wow! That, for the first time, that right there for the first time. Yes, it's there are eight of us. Oh wow! And so we were all on the front row, and the, the his neighbors were like, "Who are all these people? These are all his children." Mm. No, they had no clue that we even existed because we didn't. You know, mm. it was like we knew who he was. He knew who we were, and we visited mm-hmm. him on separate occasions, but we never really. Only three of us actually knew about each other. So at the funeral, it was like, but now we're, we're like, you can't tell that we didn't grow up together because we, you know, we act like we've been knowing each other all our lives. And see, that's interesting. So you knew some, you knew of some, um, was, and, and I don't mean the pride, and I don't know who this is, so don't even worry about it because I'm right. not, I'm trying to learn because, like, I, you know, I have two children. I've, I've birthed two children. I've never been pregnant more than twice. You know, like, I, I and I want them to know that they have each other through me and their dad. Now, if he right. has any more children and I have any more children, I think that they have a right to at least know about anybody exactly. else. But so, but did you, did you like, like, how, how did you not know about these other people? Until the death, like what? And, and I said well, at the beginning see, of the show, most of us, most of that. us didn't know mm. about him because our mothers mm. didn't didn't care for him at all. He's like 
we we have it's like I said eight well nine including me so you have nine children and you have nine mothers who had the and it was interesting because they want us to write a book because you had the front row of us and then behind us were the mothers of the children so it's very but oh, wow. yeah we didn't know about each other but we barely knew about him I met him when I was mm. twenty six so you know oh, we built wow. a relationship but it was like my mother said. You have a daddy. I don't. I don't care to know him, and I don't care for you to know him because it don't mean you know that kind of thing. So when I mm-hmm. got of age, I mm-hmm. was like, okay, I want to know who my dad. So I searched myself, and I found out what his name was, and I called him, and he knew exactly oh, who wow. I was because you know he knew about me, but I didn't know who he was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and most of us had that. There was only one brother who knew him all his life. The rest of us found out about him mm-hmm. when we got older. Mhm. So when you so now we're well, we're you know we family. talk just about every day. But like, did you see yourself in them? Like, did you see? Yeah, that's my brother. Like, did we you all see look alike. That? It's crazy. We all look really? alike. Yes, we all look uh-huh. alike. You can tell we're sisters and brothers. We all look alike. We have mannerisms, and there's two of us who are, you know, she and I are the calm ones. And then you have the rest of them who will shoot you if you step to them <laughs> sideways. Mm-hmm. Yes. So and we're, may, you know, we're I'm wondering if you, if you, okay, and so you have, do you have children? Yes. Okay. So do you, do do they have siblings? Uh, do, does, and I'm not trying to be in your business or anything because I'm just interested in knowing because I don't know that men just, I think men absolutely want to be in their children's lives. I don't think that a exactly, lot of the time they like know I have, how. Like you were saying, I have I have a son. I had a son already before I got married. Mm-hmm. So I have a son. He has his father, and his father's in his life. And um, mm-hmm. it gets deeper, but I, I'm not going to go into that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so he always knew mm-hmm. who his daddy was. And then when I got married, my husband says that's my son. Mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm, if somebody asks mm-hmm. my husband how many children do you have, he says four. Mhm. He mm-hmm. says I have four children. Kevin is the oldest, mm-hmm. and that's that. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. all get along. For instance, see, this is it, it's I guess it's not normal, but my when something mm-hmm. is going on with my son, I call his wife, his daddy's wife. And we talk about what we're going to do. And, you know, we get along. We call each other. We don't have that mama, baby, mama drama because we're too old for that. And I don't understand it. Mm. But, hey, it's just why. Well, you know I what? Even, I, don't think that, I, don't, you know, I don't think that that's odd. I think that just is so, that is about the most mature thing that a grown person can do. Is to because basically what you just said is just you put yourself aside from the situation and you're actually yes. trying to take care of the needs of this child. That's the way it's supposed to be. Like that's not crazy, but what's crazy yes, is that but that is so outside the norm. The norm is I don't exactly. like her. She doesn't like me. And don't come over here. And you know I don't mm-hmm. get it. Like, but yeah, we all get along. It's mm-hmm. like like an extended family. Like that's my. Mm. My baby's mama, mm. his other mama, you know, because she he calls her mama. Right. He calls me mama. Right. And he calls her mama. 
And I oh call my her my baby mama. See, to me, that's... that's <laughs> I say, hey, my, hey, baby, hey, my baby mama. You know? Well, see, that's yes. community and that's family. I think that's the way it's supposed to I think that's the way it's supposed to be. When you know when mm-hmm. they say it takes a village, I think that's the idea. It does. It does. That's how it's supposed to. So what is the deal? What is why is it because unless you know somebody tagged me to, and I had already seen this video before of this. She was the wife. Okay, she was the wife who was trying yes. to keep her Team. marriage together. Did you see it? Oh my God. Team, what's her, what's his name? I forgot. Was it? Get on team, yes. And, you know, she was stalking mm-hmm. her. Yes, she, well, you were stalking her. I mean, you're bringing her food and stuff yes. to work. Okay. <laughs> That's a new kind of yes. crazy. That's a new that kind of crazy. That is a new kind of crazy. So you're gonna, listen, you know, she listen. ran out of gas and you, uh-uh, stop it. Right. Now, <laughs> she was being extra. She was really being extra. But, yes. okay, I will, I, I, that is an example of, two women still wanting the same man, which there is a choice that has to be made that ain't got, that has nothing to do with either one of them forcing his hand. He's going to either make a choice or not, and somebody's going to be not. And if if it was up to me, neither of them would be. I, I mean, I don't, I don't want anybody that don't want to choose me, so I just don't get that. But yes, if, if and you're allowing the behavior. To, it, it's accepted, so it's, a lot, it's allowed, so it's, that's that's why he does it because it's allowed. So you you're totally okay with this uh, your baby mama because what she's doing is she's fostering a healthy relationship for the child that you both love. Where, where what are the rules? Are there some rules? Because I have some generic rules about family, but in particular with that situation, that is one of the most common type situations of family uh, uh, dynamics. Uh, where we deal with people that are not getting along well, and it's always everybody always says we're here for the children. We're here for the children. Exactly. But then everybody, and the, the comment, but then the, everybody, the best acts, thing to do is, I think, stay in your lane. Is the is the is mm-hmm. the rule? If you follow that mm-hmm. rule, then you'll be okay. Like, don't overstep this right here. I'm not gonna call them at ten o'clock at night unless it's an emergency. I'm not gonna call over there. What? That's Kind of like, so, but but what is the rule though? I mean, I know that's a rule. <laughs> well, that is a rule, but that's a personal rule. If you had to make a generic rule, I guess it's a respect rule about how to make things just work smoothly. Um, what 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 would what would what it be? Because I mean, I know that this relationship that you have with your baby mama that is so funny. Um, you <laughs> had to work towards that. You had to like what? How did that? How did it work? I mean, because everybody says that. Everybody says that they want the child to be okay. This is, this is the thing with me and with with she and I is when I was pregnant with Kevin. When I was pregnant with him. I didn't even know her, and she didn't know him. So there's no problem. She, he married her after we broke up, and th- so there was no, like, she took mm-hmm. him, and I didn't, you know, we broke up, and he went on his way, and I went on his way. I got married, and he got married, and so it was not mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Uh, the relationships intertwined or anything. So why have okay. a problem with okay. her? There's no reason. So just have a defi- Right. The final now, relationship, like, to, uh, you know, 
Go ahead. Oh, I was, I was, what you saying? I was just going to say, because with, with that, that's the best, that's the best case scenario. I mean, like the relationship was just over. It was done and everybody mm-hmm. was clear about it. So anything that, that happened in that relationship has no bearing on anything new. So that makes sense. But when, um, there are already children there. There is already history there. From what I'm understanding, comes when there's not uh, an assurance on both ends that the relationship is over. Because like I wouldn't care. Right, it and that's the insecurity lies. Okay. I think that's insecurity. Um, oh, mm-hmm. so they want them back, and and you know like mm-hmm. the 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 wife, the current wife, and then the ex. Mm-hmm. You know she'll think, well, the ex might get him back. Or whatever, because they have that bond with the children, and so there are their still feelings there. So that that comes with insecure. So he's responsible for her making her feel secure, I guess, mm-hmm. by not mm-hmm. stepping over the, you know, by not receiving calls at eleven o'clock at night about nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of things. Okay, so. And see, I, I feel like I'm interviewing you, but I can't help it. Do you think that <laughs> there's a certain prioritizing? Do you prioritize? Yes, because it's definitely a priority. A, because you have to you have to put the children first. You do not matter. This it's not about you. Just like um, you know, in our Christian walk, it's not about us. So you have to you have mm-hmm. to, you know, realize it's about the children, what's best for them. You get along to get along. And you so you have to get along because the children are watching you and they're watching your behavior. I can't stand her because her, my mama can't stand her, so I don't like her either. Step monster stuff. Mm. But see, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. fed. That kind of stuff is fed into them. They don't, they don't, they watch their mother disrespect her, so they disrespect her. Then you have a whole other problem. She can't get them to It's learn behavior. So mm-hmm, she's disrespected mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of what they see their mama do. Well, I don't have to respect her. Mm-hmm. Mama don't. So mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. It's a monster that's So they're fed. just going to follow whatever they see. Mm-hmm. Follow the leader. But, okay. So you have to be the leader. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I can't, I, and this is the biggest question uh, I wanted to ask, and I don't even think this is going to apply to you because you're married still. Um, does divorce change your family? Like, and I'm talking about like overall, because divorce mm-hmm. is actually a removal of the relationship. Because when we talk about the definition, in order to have a relationship or a family, it is a it it, it is either bound by blood and that those sorts of things. But actually, two people who divorce are not blood related. And when you divorce those two people, those families, by definition, go back to themselves. So I would, I would think that anything that you're not bound to by blood is no longer considered your family. Do you, do you think that that is fair or not? Because I think a lot of people think that way. I, um, I don't have anybody on the line whose phone is open where I can ask that. But do you think that? Because you've divorced someone, that that family is no longer considered your family. I don't think that's well. You you can't just you can the relationship is still 
because you have children involved, so you can't say, oh, well, if I'm divorcing them, then the whole family divorces. You know, you have that kind of Medea situation mm-hmm. where, you know, mm-hmm. everybody just stop talking to them because I'm not married to them anymore. So, no, you cannot go play golf with him. No, you cannot go to the Bahamas with us anymore because we're not married anymore, and you cannot. But then, you know, you have to decide on whether that is feasible for all concerns. Because, you know, Cause it's, now the it children, on the individual. That's a whole other beast. Now, mm-hmm. children of a marriage are actually blood-related to both sides because they're yeah. made out of both sides. But then when but you I'm have uncles and aunties and, yeah, the uh-huh, adults. Uh-huh. And you have these relationships that have been, so what do you do? I mean, what does the father-in-law do when he engulfs every Saturday? For 20 mm-hmm. years, and all of a sudden, the relation, their relationship mm-hmm. is working. So, oh, y'all can't play golf anymore because I'm not married to him anymore. So y'all relationship got to break mm-hmm. because I was broke. So is that fair? Well, I, I just, I don't think that it's fair, but I also think that there has to be an understanding of the boundaries of relationships. Yes, because, because it all depends you know, on the situation, I, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard someone tell me um, that I had, and, and it was shocking because it was a guy who said to me that I wouldn't even know these people if it wasn't for him because he did. He introduced yeah. me to people. They're my and friends, I not your friends. Right. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and they were more close to me than he was, and I knew him longer, uh, but I was able to share, and the agreement of relationship was still there between me and them, but with he and I, all communication stopped, all of that stopped. So, in essence, I divorced him because we no longer had an agreement to be in a friendship. So, right. I can understand, like, if you if you go into dinner every Sunday while I'm married and you're taking my mom out to eat with us and she and you have the understanding that y'all are still going to have this, like, I don't see a problem with that. But when you are obviously not going to have a relationship with that other family anymore. And I think it's, it it goes to the level of being respectful of what was, because that's the issue that I have personally. And, and now, yeah, we're going to talk about a little bit about my stuff because um, I, you're, you're not divorced, so I'm not sure if you – can hear what I'm saying, but the thing is, is that I understand. I understand that when you get married, you are not just marrying that person. You're marrying into a whole nother world of people, and you're marrying into uh, other relationships and other agreements. When, when we talk, and I'm not just being clinical about it, but the truth is, is some of those relationships you would not have, and they would not have evolved had they not been for the person you were married to. So when that marriage doesn't work for whatever reason, whether it's amicable or not, those relationships that were related to it still have to be addressed, you know, and especially when it is a bad separation of the married people. In my instance, in my instance, it was not good at all. As a matter of fact, uh, both sides of the families wanted us to try to work it out, not even knowing the details, but I had already made up my mind of what decision I was going to make, and I was absolutely open to having a relationship with, you know, both sides, 
And, you know, but the thing is just you have to respect when someone um, has made up their decision to uh, not have a relationship because I just build relationships on honesty. I build relationships on experience. And if you're willing to show me that you're not going to be true to me, just in essence of my friendship, I think it makes you feel obligated to pick a side. I would refuse to make someone's mother or sister or brother or uncle or aunt feel obligated to keep a relationship with me when that person hates me. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it makes you have to do some things weird. You know what I'm saying? Like if I know that my ex-husband hates me, why in the hell would I try to keep a relationship with his sister or his aunt or his cousin and us be okay? I can't even have a relationship of just plain civility with that ex. To me, it creates right. more division than it does that right. you're going to understand. Now, I say with the children, though, they have a right to have a relationship. Um, uh, and I'm not saying like, you know, and there actually are some laws uh, in the books concerning grandparents' rights and um, in-law rights and, you know, different kind of rights for the extended family that are in place when there is a warranted and obvious wanting of a relationship between the parties involved. Say, for instance, you have a child who is of the age of majority, which in the state of Alabama happens to be 13, and he decides he absolutely wants to be in his uh, his uh, grandmother's uh, aunt's life. He has a he has a great aunt that really wants to be in his life, and the mom doesn't get along with him at all, her at all. Okay. You, at the age of 13, they would actually have to um, go through a legal proceeding that would allow those rights to be taken care of. Like, you don't have the right to just decide, oh, I don't like her, so you ain't going to like her, and blah, 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 blah. Like, I did not know those types of things were in, in place for people who, I didn't who felt that way. But, I, yeah, I, I actually read a case, uh, and it was closer. This was a grandparent of a, a grandparent, but she was able to show that it was just plain uh, something going on with the divorced parent. Like the divorced parents didn't get along, and she desperately just wanted to have a relationship with her granddaughter. She wanted that. And so she went to court and was able to uh, fight for the right to have a relationship. And this, I think, this child was 11. I think she was 11. But it became a it became a statue in that particular uh, courtroom. But I don't know if it became uh, like common. Like once they once you start something in one state and you approve it, then sometimes they can go ahead and extend it out in different circumstances. But you have to meet all of the you know details of what it was. I think there was some allegations where there was some neglect. That that was some of the grounds as to why the children uh, were 
uh, I mean, why the family didn't stay together to start with. Um, uh, there had been some custody issues during the divorce, and so in essence, she, the mom was just trying to keep the child from anybody related to their dad after you had his had this baby with this man, and that's their family too. So I think um, we'll go ahead and go over some of the rules to um, rules to keeping family dynamics to a to a uh, a social okayness. That's just a made up word I just made. But um, family is important. And first of all, there was a whole section about economics and family, and I, I ain't even read it because the very first paragraph and the very last paragraph said, do not give money to family if you know they did, don't have the capability of giving it back. If you give it, you're going to treat them just like friends. You're going to give it and never expect for it back. Just because family has a need doesn't mean it necessarily is going to be met quicker, better, be more understanding, because the truth of the matter is is some of our more deep emotional sharing, some of our most uh, transparent places, we don't even share with family. We share those things with friends. Families can sometimes have this uh, imaginary spiritual, moral, uh, and uh, ethical noose around your neck. You don't even realize that you're doing and saying and acting in ways that are specifically just for your family. It has nothing to do about what you want totally in representation of what your family means, what your family is, what your family does. Uh, you know, if you look at and I ain't saying people – family, you need you got a murderer in your family or anything like that. But if you look at any of these shows or read any of these um, biographies of any of these mass murderers, these killers, the people, uh, they came down with the verdict just this week of the, the bomber in Boston who, who he and his brother decided they were going to bomb the marathon and kill all of those people. Every family member this boy had said how good of a kid he was. He loved life. He loved children. You know, he loved people. He would never do anything like this. And they got this fool on videotape acting a stone monkey with his brother, and they done killed all these people. Uh, Malvo rode around the country for almost a week, I think, uh, shooting people at the back of his damn car, him and his son. And when they interviewed all of those people, um, they just were like a father and son. They were as normal as you could see. You know, family members said he was crazy as hell, but, you know, nobody even listened to them, but they never even would have thought that he would do this type thing. Anytime that you uh, are dealing with family, you're dealing with uh, something bigger than just yourself individually. So you have to understand that at its at its most honest, uh, a lot of the times we're not in fullness of who we are when we're dealing with family. First rule of thumb, it says, is to make sure that you take the time to understand their point of view. Because for one thing, we already think we know. 
because this is my sister. I pretty much know her, and you ain't talked to her. And not that you're mad or anything. You ain't talked to her in this context. You don't, you have no idea how people can feel individually aside from the family. So you have to be very careful when you start to speak or act or do things in a way that is supposedly representative of that person uh, individually because family is different. Family is absolutely different, and you have to um, treat family in a way that's individual as well as in as well as uh in a group. So you you can't speak for them. So talk to them. Like you, you can't take for granted that you understand where they're coming from. Well you didn't even ask. You better ask somebody ask somebody what they're feeling, like what's going on. Like I wanna know what you're feeling. I wanna know what's going on in your head. Are you hurting? Like it is just it's it's really just that simple, but a lot of the times we 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 don't we don't take the time to uh, hear them and 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 understand that no this is not about the family this time this is just about me um me wanting to uh, be an individual so next is to understand that we make a difference between <laughs> and this one I had to read twice understand we make a difference. One conversation at a time, okay? One thing that we do to family a lot of the time is we will hold hostage. Um, we will hold hostage what you said with family, and we don't do that with friends. Say, for instance, you had um, a, a friend who was having a bad day. You know, because we, we will always give friends, oh, she had a bad day, she's not doing too good, she got some things going on, blah, 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 blah. That's great. And we give them the benefit of the doubt. Today's not a good day for her. Uh, let's let's deal with that on, a, on at a different point. You know, so we, we can do that for friends. But with family, we will hold them hostage to what they said 10 years ago. So you have to understand that the conversation we're having right now is the conversation we're having right now. Like this doesn't have anything to do with what we did a couple of years ago or a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we're just having this conversation right now. And so let's just let's just start there. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to give each other a chance to um, be individuals and be outside of this global thing. And then, you know, we have insight when it comes to family, too. We we have insight because we know them. We, we, we know what we expect of them. And so we put we say, you know, we don't do that. You know, we don't do that. As the Carters, we don't do that. So, okay, why are you surprised when she doing that? Well, it's because she's individual. She does not represent the family when you're dealing with her on an individual basis. Let's let people be individual and let them have their say uh, in their life without the interruption. Like, it's so sad for people not to be able to be who they're supposed to be because they're trying to be a representative of the family all the time. Um, Three, seek more information and insight from those whom you disagree with. 
Ask for amplification of examples. And see, this one right here was huge. First of all, all family members do not agree with each other. Okay, we can play like they do, act like that's just, you know, we're all going to say yay, and we're all going to wear this, and we're all going to like this. Uh, And sometimes we get so comfortable that when we know we want another answer, we'll go to the right family member so we can get the answer we want. Understand that you stick inside of yourself in a ungrowing, non-progressive way when you all the time only go to the people in your family for whatever, for advice, for uh, information, for socialization. If you're always using the same people. Now, if you ain't got but one person in your family, that's different. But most people have, like we've already talked about, you have family, you have extended family, you have married family, you have people who are family because of association, because they're all there. But you ain't going to go to the aunt on your daddy's side because, you know, she's going to bring it down and she's going to tell you da-da-da-da-da. That might be exactly what you need. When you do not get insight and seek information from people who disagree with you, you stay inside of a box. And and that's not actually a good thing. Like, I'm going to just stay safe and I'm going to stay in the box. The potential of you get stunted when you do that. You're not even able to be at the fullest potential of yourself when you do that. That is number three. Let me get a couple more. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Now, after you say it, go to somebody who may not agree with you. Understand that the family values, the family's values, the family's thread is the bond that keeps you good with each other. Say, for instance, your family's bond or your family's thread and your family's value is that we do not say we we do not actually what we don't we don't do recreational drugs now that's an extreme thing you know there are some families that don't drink at all actually my mom's family they don't they don't drink alcohol they don't not at all um none like not even on communion sunday you it, that's rude, that's unnecessary, that's the devil's liquor, okay? That is their, that is, that's what they're going to say, okay? So for me to come into that atmosphere, listen to what I'm saying. If I come into that atmosphere with a kid or I'm white girl wasted or I'm blazing, which I don't smoke, and I don't get drunk. do drink alcohol on occasion, but to do that, knowing that that is directly against the value of that family, you're just setting up for a dynamic of something being off. Like, that's just craziness. Um, there are some very strong religious uh, threads in a lot of families, particularly uh, uh, families uh, – that I'm related to, like my folks. Like I'm trying not to make this just about me, but I can just say for sure that the truth is that some families are extremely rule-oriented, very, very religious, spiritual as well, but very, very religious. There's certain things that, and, and certain associations they're just not going to be affiliated with, and that's fine. 
So for you to come into that or you to even be reared and raised into that and for for you to do something blatantly against that is just like setting up for a disaster. Um, it's, it's giving us uh, instruction here to create rules of behavior for family, for family meetings, and to abide by them. Being family does not excuse you to being out of order and lacking etiquette. When you're at, even in a job, a job is a community-type family. It is not the nuclear, it's not the, uh, the traditional, it's not those strategic types of family, but they're associations with such frequency that they call, they're called communities. And actually, just like we're talking, law enforcement, they even treat each other like family. Fraternities, sororities, they treat each other like family. When you have an institution that's already set up like that and they have rules, and then you come in there breaking the rules. Now, you know you ain't supposed to be letting nobody wear your jacket. You, you know you're not supposed to be telling nobody the little secret handshake or whatever it is. You know you're not supposed to break those codes of ethics. If you come in breaking some of those behavioral rules, which you knew because you're a part of this association, you're just asking for it. The same applies for family. You, you you already know it's not that you're going to change the dynamics of it for your personal benefit. You're just going to respect what's already in place because family is, is something that you don't choose. It's just something. Those are friends. When you think you can just choose, and this is not going to be like it kills me when I hear people say, I am excommunicating you from the family. You are no longer my son. I'm like, you just wasted all of that breath because you can't do that. You cannot. You can do that to friends. You can do that to associates. You can do that to relatives, because those are not bound by DNA and by birthright and and and, and by those type of associates. Like you can't. <laughs> you is not Jesus. You is not God. You cannot speak that into not happening. So save your breath. Uh, do not ridicule. Be sarcastic to other family members. Know and understand that being in a family is um, not one solid person's opinion. When you do something as a family, it has to be an involvement of very many different groups of ideas, groups of uh, plans. So don't come in there trying to take over. Like, it, that's not going to work. And that is expressly true when you have a family that's broken. When you have a family that's broken by divorce or anything else, and you you know that there's already going to be an opposed, not an oppositional, uh, or it has to be something against what you got to say, but someone else has an opinion other than yourself. If you're going to function in a way of just me, 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 you're not talking about family. You're not talking about nothing but yourself. So you have to understand that this is bigger than yourself. And then the last one is to establish limits on uh, discussions and debates. When the time limit is reached and closure is not done, you just need to table it and talk about it in a different way because you start to get out of control. We do this very, very easily with friends. I mean, I've seen it done. I've seen, and I've actually done it myself. I was sitting there listening. Look, girl, that's being sarcastic. I can't say that. I say, listen, we're not going to agree. You know, I'm not trying to change. I'm just trying to share with you what I'm going to do. Now, you don't have to agree, but as a friend, you'll listen. With family, sometimes 
that's not even something you need to discuss with them. It's not that you're not holding, you're holding anything from them, but you need to limit your discussions, especially when you know it goes against some of the basic things that they feel like they, you know, is is like that doesn't represent us as a family at all. It's very interesting how we we uh, take on the names of our husbands when we uh, get married. We drop our name and we get another family's name. And actually what you call yourself is very powerful. And it means a lot um, uh, in the atmosphere of, of, of your spirit and identity when you plainly know who you are. And the opposite is also true. You, once you have determined that you're uh, not functioning under the same you know, family accord, you've assumed a name that now is no longer a part of your life, your your the way that you live and those sorts of things, then you may need to just change your name. And I'm saying that literally, but I'm also saying that spiritually because the things that you do uh, under yourself and under your name represent who you are. And th- that's just true. Okay. Now, everybody may not feel the same way that I feel about certain things, and I'm I'm not trying to convince or convert anybody to practice a certain type of tolerance one way or the other. But I will tell you this. You will see again the things that you did not learn in your first experience. I think relationships with friends and families both have a lot to do with teaching you a certain lesson. And if if you don't get the lesson or if you fail the test, you're going to see it again. And I will hear from you again coming on Sunday. Hopefully that show is going to be great. We're going to talk about marriage. And I hope I, I can be objective because uh, a lot of people think that I'm anti-marriage. It's not anti-marriage. I just don't want to put on a front. I want the relationships that you have with your family, friends, and love to be absolutely pure. Until next time, Sunday. Damn, who knew? All the planes we flew, good things we've been through. That I'll be standing right here talking to you about another path. I know we love to hit the road and laugh, but something told me that it wouldn't last. Had to switch up, look at things different, see the bigger picture. Those were the days, hard work forever paid. Now I see you in a better place. See you in a better place. Ah. Uh. How can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I would do, you were standing there by my side. And now you gon' be with me for the last ride. Been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it. Watch your way and the vibe is feeling stronger with small turn to a friendship A friendship turns to a bond and that bond will never be broken The love will never get lost And when brotherhood comes first and the line will never be crossed Established it on our own when that line had to be drawn And that line is what we reach so remember me when I'm gone 
How can we not talk about family with family's all that we got? Everything I would do, you were standing there by my side. And now you're gonna be with me for the last one. Let the light guide your way. Yeah. Hold every memory as you go. And every road you take will always lead you home. Oh, it's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it. 